instantly, as soon as I checked the weather and saw that like severe thunderstorms rolling in, it just started downpouring. So, so I just like threw everything in my bag, just started like running, basically running down the trail. Welcome to Wander by Proxy, a podcast featuring women's travel stories that connect them more to themselves and the world around them. I'm Leah Fallon, and today we have Melissa Miller, who jumped hurdle after hurdle to get to British Columbia. Here's Melissa. So I decided to move to Alaska. On this trip, my ex was supposed to come with me. He broke up with me, like, I think it was like two weeks before we were going to leave together. So that was the first thing. So then I frantically just started reaching out to people on Instagram, like, hey, do you want to come backpacking with me? I'm going to Alaska. Like, how much of this journey do you want to come with me on? Like, I was just so, I feel like I got caught up in just like, I can't do this alone. Like, why would I do this alone? And just started frantically, yeah, reaching out to people. So I was able to get my friend to commit, I thought, to this. So it was a one-nighter planned We had one planned for like just north of Vancouver, British Columbia, like the Tunnel Bluffs. And then the next night we were going to do Garibaldi Lake, which is pretty popular. There's Panorama Ridge up there that everyone goes to, like so many viral pictures of that. So yeah, it's very popular, definitely needed permits. So I got the permit, all this, uh, got it ready. And the day I was heading up there from Seattle, she just was totally non-responsive on the phone, which kind of made me panic. But I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, I'll get into Canada and then, you know, just kind of wait and see if she responds and nothing. So the first backpacking trip I did alone and it was fine and I didn't sleep at all. But then this, the story I want to tell is for actually the second night, um, of backpacking solo, which was a more intense hike. The first one wasn't that big of a deal. This next one, Garibaldi Lake was, it's like seven miles in, 3,300 elevation gain. I had to, I had to look it up because I couldn't remember if I was just making it up in my mind that it was difficult or if it was actually kind of difficult. And I think 3,300 feet elevation gain is decent. And it's, it's interesting because before all this, before I left to go to Alaska, I was starting to compile stories from other women that had traveled solo. I wanted to make this like magazine spread of these women that had traveled solo and did all these cool things. And I had never traveled solo. So it was kind of like, it felt like the universe was like, ha ha, <laughs> you will. So yeah, I got to the trailhead and I was packing up and just instant sweat. Like it, they don't mess around on that trail. It's just like instant elevation. There's, you know, normal chatty old men that felt like they needed to converse. So I was trying to either speed up or go slow, but I get to camp and I set up and I rest for a bit, make dinner. And I decide since I was feeling all energized and empowered backpacking solo for the second night in a row, that I was going to go hike to Panorama Ridge and try to get pictures for my blog and for Instagram. <laughs> do it, gotta do it for the gram. No, I, it's, it's actually hilarious because I have zero pictures from this trip. <laughs> what? How? I, I will get into that. <laughs> uh, so this 
from the camp spot, so seven miles up to the camp, and then to Panorama Ridge, it was another four miles and 2,000 elevation gain. <laughs> so, so I started, I like timed it out. I was like, all right, sunset will be around this time. So if I get there, like this will give me more time. You know, I just planned out the time and left and brought my tripod and my camera and it was gorgeous, but as, as soon as I hit, like, I think I was a mile and a half or two miles in, I realized there was, like, no one, co- like, hiking towards the same destination as me. Everyone was coming back from it. I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, they just, they need to get back, or maybe they were just day hiking. It's fine. And I'm trudging along, and it's like, there's no one out there. And it was <laughs> kind of just, it looked like bear country, too. It's just like, you know how some places just, like, it just looks like bears live there. This was one of those places. I, I So my tripod, turns out, is too lightweight for my camera. I had like a new camera. It was a Canon 80D, and it was, it's big. <laughs> so this camera, this tripod was designed for like a small camera. And as soon as I put my camera on, it just like fell and broke. <laughs> so no there were no yeah so I couldn't get any photos like unless I propped like it on a rock but there were no rocks like it was just miserable I was like all right this is not for photo content (laughs) so so I put my camera in my bag um I get like a mile no it was like a half a mile from this viewpoint and I don't know like if the listeners are familiar with Panorama Ridge but you google it it's like you get up to this top viewpoint and it's just sweeping views of mountains and the water below so it's like this really blue water and like snow-capped mountains it's breathtaking I think from photos that I've seen Um, (laughs) so I'm a half a mile from the viewpoint and I just start seeing these dark clouds like really quickly rolling in So I pull out my little Garmin GPS and I do this like, cause I just got this, this Garmin. So I was like, Ooh, fancy. I will check the weather on my Garmin (laughs) and yeah, extreme thunderstorms, which I like, I'm a pretty type a like prepared person. So like I had checked the weather before and And it was summer, like it had been really hot and warm and dry. And so I just honestly didn't really even think about like rain, like rain gear at all. Like I didn't have a rain jacket on me. I didn't have a rain fly for my backpack with my camera. Like I didn't have anything. And it was like instantly, as soon as I checked the weather and saw that like severe thunderstorms rolling in, it just started downpouring. So... (laughs) So I just like threw everything in my bag, just started like running, basically running down the trail because I, my camera's in my bag. I have no waterproof gear and I knew I had like three and a half miles to get back to my tent, which thank goodness I was smart enough to put up my rain fly on my tent before leaving. That would have been, oh, anyway, so running down the trail. I think it was like a half a mile into my frantic like rain running that I'm like, wait, what if I startle a bear by running up onto them? So that that's what started going through my brain. So I was like, okay, I need to be 
loud and alert the bears of my my presence, my very distressed presence. So I'm pretty sure I was trying to think today of what songs I ended up singing. I, <laughs> I honestly think the Sylvan Esso Die Young song was like the first one that popped into my head. Yeah, right? <laughs> Some others that were nicer were like Maggie Rogers, Alaska. I think towards the end of my just like, I was just so exhausted and like frantic. It, it turned into more like Alt-J style where I'm just like rambling <laughs> gibberish. I can um, actually see that. Yeah. That seems like a perfect fit. <laughs> oh my gosh. There was even like an outhouse. I think it was like two miles down that I was eyeing. I stopped for a moment and was like, should I just like hide out in this outhouse for a minute? And I think I got close enough to it where I like caught a whiff and I was like, nope, I'm just gonna, gonna face my destiny here and my fate and keep going. So yeah, I made it back to camp with no pictures and I got into my tent and it was still just downpouring and I just remember getting in there and was soaked and just started like laughing hysterically. (laughs) But there was no one there to judge. There was no, like you couldn't hear me even if there were, like the rain was so loud. And yeah, (laughs) I think it was just like that whole trip wasn't about like making sure someone else had a good time. It wasn't about it. Well, it started off, you know, like, oh, I could create some social media content here, but quickly became not that. And then it was just me and my thoughts and making myself laugh and being, yeah. You said something about like, that's the day you started trusting yourself. How about if you could go into that a little bit more? Yeah. So I just, up to this point, I was collaborating with so many people. And I was honestly just never really alone. Like I never had spent much time alone leading up to like my breakup and leaving Seattle, like my friend group. So just like, I mean, one, just being alone with like my own thoughts and like having to reflect on everything in my life was like, that was a big moment for me. And then just throughout that whole experience of like making it down this mountain alive and you know, I was, yes, maybe I was a little overdramatic about it, but like this was my second night of backpacking solo, something I thought I was never going to do like that year, something I, you know, I thought I was like, maybe after another year of backpacking, like with friends, maybe I'll do it. But just being forced into it and doing it anyway, even though I was terrified, <laughs> I learned to rely on myself and it pushed the boundaries of what I thought I could do what I was capable of. So I think that day I really learned to trust myself and trust what I was capable of. That's awesome. And what you were saying about being alone almost reminds me about what a myself included and probably a lot of other people went through with quarantine, whereas like I just had a full calendar January and February and then all that went away. And regardless yeah. of if you have social connections around, you're just like oh, wow, it's just me here. Do you think you're an extrovert or an introvert? So like that was at my height of like extroversion. (laughs) I was like networking so religiously. But I feel like that experience and starting to backpack solo and spend time on the road solo, like it made me honestly more of like an ambivert that like up until that I would have totally claimed extrovert. 
but finally having time to myself and realizing the value of that, like made me crave it more and kind of, I still to this day, like want to spend more time alone. So now I'm claiming ambivert. <laughs> I am with you a hundred percent. So what have you, what have you taken from that day, even that night where you were running by yourself down a hill, singing songs <laughs> for your life, you thought at least, which I completely understand. What did you take from that for moving forward the next day, even? Yeah. I mean, it was just like the rest of my road trip seemed less scary like just adventures in general by myself. Like it was something I always told myself I would do like, oh, I'm not gonna, you know, not do something just because someone can't come with me. Like I don't want my life to be controlled that way. But yet my life was controlled that way up until this point. Like I always had to find someone to go with me. So I really just think like that self-reliance and self-trust was just, oh, it's priceless. Okay, you live in Eureka, California, which is really coincidental because I have been working remotely for two and a half years. And for about a year and a half of that, I was just jumping around the United States for every three months, pretty much. So one of those three month slots was me in Eureka, California. So and it, I've been daydreaming about it ever since. Oh Not specifically gosh. Eureka, maybe, but like just the parks just like this crazy adventure 30 to even 10 minutes away is amazing and I've just been daydreaming about it all through quarantine because in my head it's the most perfect place to be one of them anyway and I just think it's so funny that you're there <laughs> that is so amazing yeah but yeah I mean yeah Eureka has the redwoods the dunes the coast like the mountains are not that far away so so lucky it's amazing like red i just driving through eureka redwoods in people's yards which is oh just i know blows my mind i'm back in minneapolis now and the trees are just so subpar now <laughs> to me <laughs> even like a more a year and a half later so i think that's awesome what have you been doing to keep the adventurous spirit alive yeah. So, I mean, since I've only been in Eureka since February, I mean, all of this is pretty new for me. So local exploring hasn't been a problem for me because it's all brand new, beautiful. I mean, the redwoods, but also like packing up the car and going out, you know, east to the river spots, like exploring locally and making sure I'm not impacting any communities by just kind of rough in it in the car. It's adventurous and it's, it's, it gets me out exploring. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wander by Proxy. You can check out Melissa's travel blog at missrover.com and follow her beautiful adventures on Instagram at miss.rover. If you liked this episode, feel free to subscribe and review wherever you're listening. To see guest photos and episode recaps, follow Wander by Proxy on Instagram or Facebook.